All right, all right, all right. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Welcome to season three of Shades of Strong. Yes, guys. We Yay! Are with a brand new season, and Natty and I are super stoked. Y'all know why? Woo, woo. Because guess what? This season about to be lit. <laughs> It is. It is. Yes, girl. Young folks say it's about to be right, like the kids say. (laughs) Yes, we are. We are beyond excited about this season. Like season two was amazing, and season three is going to be even better. So, fasten your seatbelt because we're about to take you on a ride. (laughs) Yay! We've been back here working y'all. I am super excited about all the things that are coming down the pipeline. Me and Natty just finished this amazing meditation that we're working on. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. Our <laughs> theme for this season is let's get this healing, sis. Yeah, And that basically just means that not only are we continuing our conversation about all the things that shape, make, and sometimes break the strong Black woman, we are also digging a bit deeper by talking about how to understand, process, and move past the things that we as Black women are often ashamed to talk about. And anyway... I forgot to say who I am. Y'all should know me by now, though. I'm your girl, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking to you. <laughs> and of course, this show simply would not be complete without my amazing sidekick, Natalyn, a.k.a. Natty. Ooh. So, Natty, say hey to the SOSPs. Hey, y'all. Glad to be back for this season. Woo, woo, woo. So amazing. We are so happy. Anyway, we on 10 right now, y'all, because we super excited. <laughs> so yeah, before we dive into the topic, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. First of all, first of all, like I said, Natty and I want y'all to know that we are not just here to give you something to listen to on your drive to work or while you're cleaning house. Our ultimate desire, our vision, the reason why we live and breathe this podcast is so that we can help facilitate your healing. So we'll be offering some resources, like I was saying about that meditation, to kind of help you out with that. And you can find those resources on the website, shadesofstrong.com, and there'll be a tab that says free resources. But like I was saying in the beginning, Natty and I just finished this visualization meditation. And let me tell y'all, it's 100, like for real. <laughs> that thing is so good. I'm telling y'all. I listened to it so many times today and it, it is amazing. I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. So the, the whole purpose for that meditation is to help you rediscover who you are without that mask that we've become accustomed to wearing. No facade, the you before the world told you who you should be. So yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to be getting more details about that and how you can grab it and all that good stuff. And Just like last season, we would love to hear what you have to say about anything that we talk about on this podcast. If you have questions for us, we want to hear from you. So follow us on all social media platforms at ShadesOfStrong.com. It's a website. You can email us at hi at ShadesOfStrong.com or leave us a voicemail on our website. 
website again, shadesofstrong.com. All right? Y'all ready? Now let's get this. (laughs) (laughs) So today we are talking about that big smile that we walk around with on our faces all day long and all the things that, that, that we're hiding behind that smile. And that is that is along the same lines of that mask that we wear every day. And so let's talk about the things that you're hiding behind that smile, why you're hiding them, do you really need to hide them, and kind of decide whether or not you're ready to reveal some of what you're hiding, not only to other people, but first of all, to yourself. When I was preparing for this episode, I had to ask myself if my smile was real or fake. (sighs) And let me just tell y'all, most of the time it's a fake smile. (laughs) Like, honestly, some days I am so stressed out. Like, the whole, I smile to keep crying thing, that is my life on most days. And so I am still working towards having a genuine, authentic smile. And when I smile, that there is really joy and peace behind that smile. So yeah, Natty, you got anything you want to add before we dig deep into the meat? Yeah, I think there's one, that's one thing that I don't think I ever really had a, a, a problem with it because I've, I don't know, I don't, I want to say I've never really been a high, I've never, operated in high functioning anxiety and depression, especially depression. Whenever I'm battling it, it's it's definitely not the high functioning type, I don't think. And so um I've never been one to to put on a fake smile because I wasn't even able to do that a lot of times. You can you can just look at me and tell a lot of times that something's wrong. It doesn't necessarily mean that I was going to talk about it. I probably wasn't going to talk about it. But my, even my husband has told me before, he's like, you can tell very easily, you know, what's going on with you by, by the look on your face. And now I, I haven't really had any kind of heavy, heavily depressive episode over the last at least um, like a year, year and a half. But I tend to just have, I don't know, like, what do they call it? Resting bitch face. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be like mean or anything, but I'm just, my normal resting face is not one with a smile on it, but it doesn't mean that, I, I mean, I'm just relaxed and I'm in my own kind of world or I'm focused on something. So yeah, I I was just thinking, you know, as you were talking, have there been times where I've been just like trying to put on a smile when I knew I was really going through it and no i think if i've ever really attempted that it's been very hard it's been difficult to do almost like straining really mm. i'm actually quite the opposite. i think honestly for all of my life my life daddy it's been my smile has been kind of sort of a defense mechanism honestly mm. I, I can remember even as a child I think that's where it started, as a matter of fact, because my parents divorced when I was when I was very young. And, you know, my, my dad was abusive and he wasn't faithful to my mom. And so she had put him out 
like for the last time. That wasn't her only time she put him out, but for the last time she had put him out. And I can remember missing my daddy so much. And I would cry every day because we always ate dinner together. And so when it was dinner time and he wasn't there, my mom would call us from the back and say, y'all come on to eat. And every time I came to the table, I would cry because my dad wasn't there. And I remember one time I, I, as I was walking to the table and I was getting ready to pull my chair out, my mom, my mom said, don't, don't you start that crying today. And I think from that moment on, I learned to hide what I was really feeling. I don't think my smile has ever been a, a genuine one. I'm, I'm getting, you know, to that point as I get older where I try to live in my truth. But I think for the most part, it has been a defense mechanism for me. I used it to hide the real me from my family, from my friends, from the whole world, honestly. Even if I've had a bad day, you're going to see me laughing and smiling and singing and dancing, all those things. So it's been, for lack of a better word, it really truly has been a mask for me. Like I used it to hide all of my stuff, the childhood trauma, the self-loathing. As gorgeous as I am, I, I used to really struggle with, you know, self-esteem because I'm, I'm a dark-skinned girl. The pain and shame of broken relationships, the feelings of not being enough. Because I can remember being a little girl and I was super skinny. Lord knows I'm not now. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> and I was, was dark-skinned. And my siblings would always call me black and skinny. And that always bothered me oh, as no. I was growing up. But even in that, I would still laugh it off, you know? So it was always like, I was always hiding, you know? So, and I think that was embedded in mm. me from childhood when my parents, when my, my parents had first divorced because my mom said, don't you start that crying. And so it, I, I think as a child, it made me feel like crying and showing how you really feel was unacceptable. And so, right. and right. I, I think it's up into my in, up into my teenage years into adulthood that it just kind of came along with me and that, and that's what I've been doing yeah i could see i could totally see that i can see that being probably a common story for a lot of us um, cuz i mean i've certainly heard that many times you know like i said whenever i've even tried it's been very difficult i can think of like even one particular time when I was, I was a good bit younger, I wasn't small, but I might've been a teenager or whatever. I tried. And in the, in the situation, you know, the, the way the, the situation unfolded, I couldn't keep it up. And so I ended up crying mm -hmm. and then I had to kind of explain to, I can't remember exactly who it was uh, that I was having to explain this to, but what was wrong, or what was going on with me. And so for me, it's been mostly, yeah, I think a lot, a lot of times people probably just assumed I was super mean or whatever <laughs> because of the look on my face. Um, because I, I couldn't, I, I really just couldn't bring myself to do it. And I really wish that I had known back then what depression really was. I wish I, had, I could have understood that that's what was going on with me. Um, maybe I could have talked to my mom about it, or maybe I could have talked to a teacher or a counselor about it or something like that, gotten some help. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just really hard for me to do that. And like you said, as you, as you get older and you're living in your truth more, it's not as hard and it's this, it, it's not 
you're not doing the the mask thing or the defense mechanism thing as often. And for me, it's the same thing as I'm, the older I'm getting and the more I have uh, healed and, and grown to accept and love myself, the more I'm able to just smile authentically whenever I, I just feel like doing it. And, you know, like I said, I just kind of have a resting face and like look um, like you don't know if you can make heads or tails of it, but it isn't just constant sadness and sorrow and depression anymore. So that's, I'm, I'm really glad about that. Yeah, definitely. There are a lot of different masks that we wear. And I think sometimes we are not even aware that we are wearing those masks. Like for me, like I said, it was the, it was a defense mechanism for me. But I think there's also those of us who carry around the mask where we we got a people please. And we don't realize that that's yeah. a mask because when you are constantly shape shifting and code switching, uh-huh, uh-huh. that in and of itself is a mask because when you think about it, do you really want to be constantly transforming air quotes into a different person every time? Yeah. Are you when you're doing that, are you really being true to who you are? For me, the whole code switching, shift shaping, that, that mess is exhausting. It is. Why can't I just be just who be I am? myself? Yep. Be, just you know, just just be who I am, and so that goes that goes back to what I was saying earlier about the whole people pleasing thing because we want to be accepted that we become we become accustomed to wearing this people pleasing mask. So we gotta get out of habit of wanting people to accept us because are they really accepting us if we're not walking in our authentic selves? Are they really accepting the real Cheryl? Are they really yeah. accepting the real Natty? So we got we got to get out of that habit of now we gotta we gotta get back to to who we are and not being ashamed to to say that today I'm not having a really good day or you know perhaps there is some emotional trauma that you haven't dealt with and I'm not saying you got to go out and tell people all your business we don't want to do that this this is what upsets me I, I think about people in general and the whole let's hide our emotion thing is that we are constantly telling people that you gotta fake it till you make it. I know when people say that they they are coming from a a good place because they're they're saying in a way that they want to encourage you, but faking it until you make it that there is there is nothing cute about faking it till you make it. What you gotta do is deal with what's going on on the ins- on the inside of you. There is nothing cute about faking anything. <laughs> Let's just be one. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you got a really good point. There is nothing cute about that. Stop telling people you gotta fake it till you make it. Because what you're really saying is, you know what? Just suck it up until you can get home. And, and cry about whatever it is that's, that's going on with you. You do not have to do that. You don't have to do that. I know that life will suck the happy right out of you. I have dealt with anger issues and guilt and shame and even feelings of abandonment and rejection. Because like, again, my parents divorced when I was just a little girl. 
And that was because my daddy decided he wanted to take care of somebody else's family. So I, I dealt with feelings of abandonment and I did fake it mm-hmm. until I got the courage to deal with it. So I'm saying to the listeners today that you don't have to fake it to make it. You got to deal with the stuff that's going on on the inside of you. And the only way to do that is to face it head on. Yeah, I agree. I think my defense mechanism, now that you brought it up, it wasn't the fake smile, but it was definitely the people pleasing. It was definitely, and for me, that was like being the the overachiever. I always thought, since I am, I am dealing with depression on a fairly regular basis as a kid. And I don't know how to deal with that. I don't even know that that's what it is. I need to do other things to be accepted and or attempt to be accepted. I was very, very lonely. My father died when I was 11 and I'm an only child. And so having that kind of trauma, because it is a trauma when you lose your parent like that, because they're not, they're not coming back, you know, and you don't, as a kid, you don't know how to, how to process that, how to grieve. And so since I didn't have a sibling and I didn't really have a lot of friends, there wasn't really anybody for me to talk to about any of that. And so I just, I didn't know how to be, I guess, noticed in a way that where I could draw friends to me. So I just, I thought, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to do whatever I can to just not mess things up and just be, you know, the best student and the best this, and the best that, and, and do that. And maybe that would translate into having more support and more acceptance and more friends. And for the most part, it really didn't do any of that. (laughs) It didn't really really do any of that. It made me miserable. And yeah, I achieved a lot, but it it was a very long time before I realized that the reason I was really achieving a lot like that was because I was motivated by a desire to be, well, loved, really loved and accepted. I knew that my mom loved and accepted me, but I wanted to have peers. I wanted to have friends. And and it's not to say that I never had any friends, but for the most part, a lot of them were were very fair weather friends. And I can count on both hands how many really, truly close friends I've had in my life. So yeah, that's a really lonely, lonely place to be. And so eventually my achieving became the friend. Like I was just like, okay, I'm just going to do whatever I can to accomplish as much as I can. And that's going to just be, that's going to be my comfort. That's, you know, and that also is, is you said it's a, it's a coping mechanism. Cause I even, I, uh, was it, has it been since the new year started? Maybe it has. Um, maybe it was January. I saw on Twitter, there was a video of Will Smith doing an interview and he said something like, you can't achieve your way out of childhood traumas. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, well, I guess, I guess that's that on that because that's really what I had been doing since I couldn't achieve and accomplish my way into being in the cool kids group or being part of this group or that group. I was just going to achieve my way into more comfort for myself. And that's not the way it works. There's just, 
it, and so it goes back to what you're saying about you have to get to a place where you can just really be real about what's going on with you. There is no, there is no amount of faking it that's going to get you to the place of healing where you need to be. You have to just sit with it and deal with it. And even when you're, when you're saying that, when you were talking about what Will Smith said, that there's no, how'd you word it again? He said, and I'm paraphrasing, I know I, I retweeted it and I can go back and look at it later, but he said something along the lines of you can't, you can't there's achieve no your way yeah. out of childhood trauma. Prior to that, you were saying that you stay busy. I think that's even, yep. that even in, in the busy and the striving to achieve your way out of childhood trauma, you're not intentionally doing that, but right. You don't know that's what you're doing. You don't know that's what you're doing, but that's a mask of avoidance. You know, there are so many masks that we are, that we are walking around with and we don't even realize that, that when you're masking your real emotion, there's a mask of avoidance. There's the mask of, of anger. Like, you know, black people, black women are always labeled bitter or, or angry, but mm-hmm. but underneath that bitterness and anger is hurt. It's really so just hurt and grief. It's, it's hurt mass and anger. So there are yeah. so many mess that we walk around. Even when you when you were saying when you were talking about your your depression, you have people who are out here functioning with depression, but then that's functional. That's a functional mask. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because they yeah. are not getting the help that they need. And so the whole the whole message behind like what's what, what is your smile really ha- hiding? I don't know what we decided we were gonna call this episode, but anyway, <laughs> we didn't figure that out. But the but the, the, the point I'm trying to make is that that's the smile that we walk around carrying. Smile is it a genuine smile that's filled with love, joy, peace, and happiness, or is it a mask that's masking the fear? the guilt, the shame, the blame, the avoidance, all of that. And if it is, what can we do? Because Black women are good at masking things. So what can we, as as Black women, what can you and I do, Natty, to help Black women move past this space where they feel like they can't be their true, authentic selves. Like they can't wake up in the morning and be who they really are without feeling guilty about that. We got work to do, girl. Absolutely. We got we got work to yeah. do because there are so keeps we don't realize that 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 is a mess. We just because we've been going through the motions for so long that we just feel like this is the way life is supposed to be. Well, I can remember when I was working, working a job, Natty, and I can remember getting up, going to a job every day and I would get in, get in my car and I would turn and it wasn't that I loved my job, but I hated my life. And I would turn my music up so loud, hoping that it would drown out everything that was going on in the inside of me. So by the time I got to my job, I could put on that smile and nobody would know that I had just cried myself to sleep the night before. And that's what we as black women have been doing for centuries. And we got to stop doing that because it is literally killing us. We got to process these, these bottled up emotions. 
You're absolutely right. Like it's, and we're doing all of these things because this is how we've been conditioned to act. This is how we've been conditioned to walk through life. And in it, it's to a degree, it's everybody, honestly. But we're, we're told that feelings are wrong. You know, people always say, you know, feelings aren't facts. And you, that's true. Feelings aren't facts. You don't necessarily, I'm not saying that you have to act on the impulse of your feelings, but ignoring your feelings altogether because feelings aren't facts, that's not going to get you where you want to be either. You have to really pay attention. You got to acknowledge them. You've got to pay attention to to the fact that your like your body tells you you're 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 denying the wisdom of your own body. You're when your when your heart starts racing or you get that sinking feeling in your stomach or that check or that lump in your throat. Those those are your body's responses to something. Those are feelings and just being like, okay, well, whatever, and not acknowledging them and not sitting with them and going, hey, what, okay, what, am, what is this I'm feeling right now? Okay, what's going on right now? Why am I feeling this way? But just ignoring it, that doesn't stop those things from happening. And it doesn't help you to progress. But because we've been conditioned that feelings are somehow bad, and it's bad to be sensitive to them, it's bad to acknowledge them, we just have to have stiff, up, stiff upper lip. We just have to buck up and, and, and keep it moving. We don't ever deal with what's going on with us. And a lot of times it's to the detriment of our mental health and to our physical health even. So yeah, we've got to learn to slow down, come to a screeching halt if need be, and sit with whatever it is we're feeling and ask ourselves, why am I feeling like this? Why am I feeling? What is this feeling? Oh, it's this. Oh, it's fear. Okay, why am I feeling fearful right now? Well, because this, this, and this. Well, what's the, what can I do to, what can I do to make the situation better? Is there anything I can do to make the situation better? No. Okay, well, if there's nothing I can do to make the situation better, how do I get to the next day? without having this kind of crippling fear or whatever it is. We have to actually sit down with ourselves and, and, and acknowledge, like you said, acknowledge what we're feeling and then ask questions, ask ourselves these questions and be able to, to answer them honestly. I found over the last couple of years that as I'm doing this more often, it means I'm processing a lot of things. And as I process things, I can actually get up and feel better. And then some time goes down the, the, down the line and I feel a lot better about whatever the situation was. It's not the same. I don't have the same reactions to things in relation to whatever that circumstance is. It's because I actually processed some things and I was able to move forward. We have to be able to do that so that we can move forward. And healing is, a part of healing is, is it's being able to move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I and I noticed you kept saying that that feelings aren't facts. Like that's what, what people are always saying. Feelings feelings aren't facts. They aren't facts, but they are real. <laughs> they sure are. They are not facts. It's data. They, are, they are real, which means that my my body is experiencing something that I mm-hmm. need to pay attention to. 
my emotions. That's real data. And exactly. the average scientist or mathematician isn't exactly. out here ignoring data, okay? Girl, it doesn't mean that, that their conclusion they don't come to is, is not, exactly. you know, that's not the conclusion they come to, but they use that data to reach their conclusion. Exactly. So you can't, you can't go around avoiding the feeling. You have to right. it. And like Natty said, you have to sit with it and you have to process it. You have to get to the bottom of why I'm feeling what I'm feeling and deal with that. Like you cannot go around just ignoring it, sweeping it under the rug and pretending that it doesn't exist. Processing is mm-hmm. not ignoring. Processing right. is dealing with whatever is going on with you. And that is what we're here to help you to do, to understand, process, move past. That's that. Those are the three components to healing. It's understanding why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. Number two is processing that emotion. And when I say processing is what, what, how's it affecting my life at this time? How did it affect my life in the past? How is it going to affect my life in the future if I don't deal with it right now? And then coming up with some things, even if it's just one thing at a time that you mm-hmm. can do to move past whatever it is. You have to deal with it. You cannot wear that mask of avoiding. You have to deal with it. You cannot wear that mask of people-pleasing you have to deal with it. You can't wear that mask of happy. You have to deal with it. You've got to get to the root cause. I will say that in more cases than not, a lot of it is a result of childhood trauma that we haven't dealt with. We just swept it under the rug and said, hey, I'll get to that when I'm 70, 75 years old and, and I've walked around and I've enjoyed my life, or at least my friends think I've enjoyed my life, I'll deal with it then. In the meantime, you may not even get to be 70 or 75 years old because you are right. killing yourself because you are not dealing with the stuff. You got to deal with your stuff. You got to shine a light on that stuff. And then you got to be bold enough, brave enough to stand in that light and say, this is what I have going on. This is what I've got to deal with. It takes it takes courage to look yourself in the mirror and say, Cheryl, you got some issues you need to deal with. And then not only say that, look yourself in the mirror and say that, but to sure. actually do the work. Do the work, yeah. Have- and the, doing the work can, is, is not easy. I'm, I didn't start doing this work in earnest until the end of 2015. And before that, the only work that I had done was more about getting to a point where I truly, truly, truly did not care about what the vast majority of people thought about. Once I got to that, I had to I was in a place where I had to stop and realize I don't really care about myself though. I don't really love myself. I don't appreciate myself. I don't accept myself the way I am. And so I had to work on that. I had to get to that point first because you know what's funny? I, like I said, I was very lonely as a child. And one thing that's kind of a through, been a through line in my life through my childhood and everything was being the one that's left out, mm-hmm. always being the odd one out, being ignored. And if there's one thing I hate, I mean, there are certain, you know, there are a few things that I hate, and one of them is being ignored. I don't like to see children 
uh, being ignored, that really, 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 uh, it gets me hot. I, ha- I, I hate seeing kids being left out because I was left out a lot and I was ignored a lot. But the funny thing is, since I had to learn to really accept myself and love myself, and that was really difficult work, hard work, and it's taken years. Until I was able to do that, I also was ignoring myself. Because when you don't deal with these things, you really are ignoring your own well-being. You're ignoring yourself, which means you don't actually love love yourself because you don't do that to someone that you care about. So I think before we can even get to that point where we start really sitting with feelings, we have to get to a point where we can accept ourselves and and feel like we're worthy of love and we're worthy of uh, peace and we're worthy of prosperity and we're worthy of all kinds of things just because we exist on this earth, not because of anything we have or haven't done or what we look like, obviously, or anything like that. Just because we're here, we're worthy. Once we're, I feel, at least for me, this is how the process has worked for me and I'm, you know, I don't have a blueprint, but this is just how it's worked for me. It's something that I've realized as I was able to really dig deep into learning how to love myself fully, I was able to engage in more self-care. And then in the midst of all that, I was able to start having these conversations with myself about what these feelings are, what those feelings are, why they're here why I can't get past it, what's going on. Oh, it was because of this that happened or that that happened. Doing forgiveness work, forgiving myself even, and then being able to move past a lot of things and heal because I was able to sit with the feelings that I was having. I couldn't sit with any of those feelings before I acknowledged them. And I couldn't acknowledge those feelings before I had done work on accepting and loving myself. So that's just how it's been for me. I don't know if that's, like I said, it's, I'm not prescribing it, prescribing that as some sort of blueprint, but I just, I thought that was, that was interesting. I'm, I, as you were talking, I was like, whoa, I spent a lot of time ignoring myself, it, which is ironic considering how much I hate being ignored. I hate being left out. I was leaving myself out. That's deep, Maddie. You were ignoring yourself and you hate being ignored. Mm-hmm. Listen. Y'all, we got to do better with this. We absolutely yeah. have to do better with this. And the, I think we said, we've already said this, but the very first step in taking off a mask is first acknowledging that you're wearing it. That, well, yeah, that you're wearing a mask. Yeah. <laughs> that you're wearing it because that's what this episode is really about. It's about a bunch of different episode. kinds of masks. <laughs> a bunch of different kinds. That's what we're going to call it. A bunch of different kinds of masks. Y'all been wearing because, right. it's, because it is. It's, okay, happy is just a part of it. You got the happy mask. You got the avoidance mask. You got the people pleasing mask. You got the I don't want to mm-hmm. do shit mask. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there are so many. You even have the the overachieving mask, the overachieving mask, the I don't want to be seen mask. We go, oh, yeah. we go into hiding. Speaking of the I don't want to be seen mask, let me tell y'all, this is a mask for me too. Like 
like Natty and I always say, we're going on this journey with y'all because we still got some healing we right. need to do because oh, healing yeah. is continuous. It don't happen and then it's over. You are constantly right. healing. Anyway, I digress. So yeah, going into hiding, you got the I don't want to be seen mask. For me, I have gained so much weight since I have not been working. And let me tell y'all, I rarely leave the house because I don't want people to see me. That is, oh, I don't want to be seen mask. But when I'm in the house, yeah. when I'm in the house, I'm okay with with the extra weight that I've gained. But I ain't going nowhere. I'm not going to hang out with my friends. I'm not. I, I rarely go to my mom's house because I don't want her to say anything about the weight I've gained. You know what I'm saying? I call mm. her and talk to her. But so so, and not only is that that I don't want to be seen mask, but there's still there's there's the, I'm ashamed mask. You know, so we yeah. gotta we, we gotta do we gotta do better with that. And yeah, I can fix my weight, but I like food. Anyway. <laughs> Girl, and ain't nothing wrong with liking food either. Ooh Lord, yeah. Let's not continue to wear the fat phobia mask either. Right. Like, exactly. Let's really learn to love ourselves Laugh, and love be ourselves. and really adore ourselves and honor our bodies and, and don't get it twisted because some people all these uh, a lot of these you know, people will be like, oh, well, you only, you can only honor your body by being, you know, skinny or whatever. No, honoring your body by not looking at yourself in the mirror. And, and loathing some, what you see. Yeah. And loathing it and, and thinking you're some sort of giant, you know, shit show of a human being because mm-hmm. you're overweight or something. That's ridiculous. Exactly. That's just another symptom of not really loving yourself. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot and there are a lot of layers of, of trauma that we've got to unpack that we absolutely have to unpack. And it's like I say, healing is an ongoing process. This is mm-hmm. not, this is not something that you are going to do. And tomorrow you're going to wake up and you, and you, and you're going to be healed. That's not what right. this is about. It is a journey and it's an individual journey. So although Natty and I are sharing, sharing with you all things that has worked for us, things that have worked for us, you got to decide what works for you. You know, yeah, you yeah. know, we're happy to support you in whatever that is, but in healing is an individual journey. So you have Right. To we're just giving you ideas, some exactly. some possibilities, some options. You can take it or leave it. You can say, "Yeah, I tried that, don't work for me." That didn't work That's for cool. me. And then you keep trying until you find you something that does. You just keep trying does, to find the thing that works work for, you. for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're not on here side on or judging you for, Absolutely for the mask not. that that you're wearing because we got some too. So we're not here. We're not mm-hmm. here for the side on or the judging. We are simply saying, stop faking it and do the work, Cheryl. Do the work. Stop let's take off it. these masks. Take yeah, off let's take them masks. off. Absolutely. Because our actual real faces are beautiful. Why are we covering yes. them up? Yes, because that's not what that's real is about. Being strong Mm-mm. is not hiding behind a mask or a facade. It's being bold enough to shine a light on your truth, your truth, and stand in it and make no that's apologies right. for it. None. None. That's right. All right, y'all. You be up in here preaching. But um, <laughs> we, about, we almost out of time. We are almost out of time. 
And I pray that we said something. Gee, look at the time. I know, right? <laughs> we got the talking girl. <laughs> I pray that we 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 did we said something that pricked your heart and inspired you to make some to take off the mask. So yeah, Natty got any closing words? Just that if you are whoever's listening to this, you're absolutely beautiful on the inside and out. And just as I've said so many times over different episodes that you're worthy, you're worthy of removing every single mask that you've been wearing for so long. All right, guys, we're about to get out of here. Fine. And, and as I get older, Natty, and I digress just a little bit, but as I get older, my Southern draw becomes more Southern. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with anyway. it. Anyway. <laughs> we are about to get out of here. Don't forget to check out the website for our free healing resources and follow us across all social media platforms at Shades of Strong. And the website is shadesofstrong.com. Again, check out that free meditation. It's going to save your life. And it is all about these masks that we wear. And we are guiding you on how to take it on how to take it off. Oh, girl, we're gonna take all our masks off together. We're gonna, take all, we're gonna take all these masks off together. So yeah, visit the website shadesstrong.com. Click on the button that says free resources and get your free audio meditation. All right, we out of here, guys. We'll be back here same time next week. Bye.